Welcome to Denny Territories the World, my way. If you're a foodie, this is the show for you. All right. Welcome, welcome, fellow foodies. We are ready to kick this journey off. It is Denny Tornator Eats the World, episode one. I want to welcome all the listeners from Denny and Maria Eat the World. We, You followed me through that amazing journey, and I am so excited to take you on this one. So what is this show going to be about? I mean, the last show was about food and travel and mine and Maria's love. Well, this show is going to be about food, obviously. I'm a foodie. I own a restaurant, and this is what it's all about. If you're a foodie, this is the show for you. So it's also going to be about travel, of course. I love to travel, and I've got a bunch of trips planned. It's also going to be about my journey to get my level two sommelier, which is going to be very hard. I just started the studying, and it's no joke. It's also going to be about health. I'm getting into really good shape. I'm still going to eat like a pig because I love food, but I am going to work out. I'm going to do things that are going to put me in the best shape I can be in for my daughters so I can be a part of their life for a long time because also this show's about being a single dad. You know, uh, I got a 14-year-old and a 7-year-old. It, <laughs> it's not easy, but we make it happen. This show will also be about the restaurant life. The restaurant life is very special. You know, it's, it, I got into the restaurant owning because I didn't want to have a boss anymore. I was working my whole life and I'm making a bunch of money, but I was making a bunch of money for other people. And I had owned my own place when I was younger and I sold it, but I was too young to understand what I was doing. I pissed the money away. When I started working at Cafe Positano, I uh, Pasquale Barba, who's the owner there, he literally took me under his wing and made me like a son, like a brother. Like, I love this man. He straightened my life out because at that time, when I first started working there, I was a young punk. Pasquale Barba put me on to real Italian food and, and how to really make money in front of the house stuff. So... I was doing really, really well there. I was managing the place, and I was the bartender, and I bartended there and made a killing. But after a few years of it, my daughter Isabella was born, and I realized, yes, I'm making really good money, but these owners are making more. And at the end of the day, I might be the golden child for them that's making them all their money, but they can tell me what to do. So I wanted my own place, and... I went down that road and busted my butt, saved my money, opened up Cafe Positano Pizzeria in College Park. You guys know the story. 2015, Restaurant Impossible came, changed my life in one day, and it's been in rocket ship ever since. So the restaurant life from the daily operations to the employee stuff to every customer thing, you're going to get a real in-depth look. I'm, in the last show, I didn't really dive into the restaurant life as much as I'm going to here. And it's going to be really entertaining because I'm telling you, every restaurant, they all say it. We could be a, we could be like a reality show because the characters in restaurants and the things that happen are just very entertaining. So look forward to that and also look forward. And I'm glad you're going on this part with me. This journey for me of getting my life back together as far as I'm coming out of a relationship that I thought was it. I thought when Maria and I got together that this was it. I finally found the person that I'm going to die with. And we had the first year was literally the happiest time of my life. 
we were both so happy. I mean, there was no doubt about it. People can talk crap now, but we were in love. And there was no denying that. But things happened. The last year got sour, and we decided to go our own ways, and that's that, you know. So now I'm in no rush at all. I've got two beautiful daughters. I've got this restaurant that is being remodeled right now. Now, I am busy, and I don't have time to date, but somewhere on this journey, I'm going to start dating again. I just, right now, I'm at that point where I'm not ready at all. You know, it's just too fresh of the wounds. So, you're, you're starting this show. I'm, I'm down, but I'm telling you, by episode five, six, I should be rolling. By episode 10, I should be taking over the damn world. So, let's see what happens. <sighs> I'm a little pissed off. The Redskins, my love, my only other love in life besides my damn children is the Redskins. And they've sucked for so long. And tonight, tonight they play the Chicago Bears. And I'm excited. I, it'll be a special, sweet, you know, I only wish Maria the best, you know. And I don't want to play petty games or anything like that. I will never say a bad word about her. I want her to have the most amazing life. But she's a Bears fan, and I will get a little bit of uh, sick pleasure beating their ass tonight. <laughs> so hopefully next episode you'll hear how we beat them because I'm telling you, I, it's been miserable. I, the Redskins are terrible, and I don't understand how much longer I'm going to have to deal with this crap. Did a great workout today. My legs are freaking killing me. I could barely walk up the damn stairs to get to the studio. And I've been remodeling all day long. Uh, the restaurant we tore it apart. It's been. It was supposed to be a ten day thing. We're on day fifteen now, and it looks like there's about four to five days left. I have to say, I cannot be more proud of how good this place looks. I mean, my God, the painting is done. Painting is a real pain in the ass, but it's done. I was literally just texting with Robert Irvine, um, showing him the progression pictures. Because, you know, the design we were taking away from is the design he gave me. But that was seven years ago, and it was a beautiful design. But it was more of a pizzeria, and we are getting away from that. Yes, we have the best pizza in Orlando. We've it's The best New York pizza, for sure. But we are going away from being just a pizzeria. We have one of the best chefs in Orlando. We have one of the best sous chefs in Orlando. We have one of the best pastry chefs in Orlando. So... I'm going into a more fine, refined Italian restaurant. I sent Robert Irvine the menu. He was floored by it. He said, this is really going to be a game changer for you, this new menu. And uh, I can't wait to finish this dining room. I, we're at a point now where I just got to finish putting in the rest of the ceiling, doing that tomorrow, and uh, keep cleaning, keep organizing. And then my, I, gotta, I have these massive booths in my garage, and they have to go in. I'll tell you today. We just had brand new wood floors put in the dining room. I'm painting black paint on the wall and I have the little roller pan thing, whatever you call it. Um, believe me, I'm no construction guy, folks. I am a straight up foodie restaurant guy. Well, the paint thing had a crack in it. I had no idea. I pour half a gallon of paint in this thing and I'm rolling the walls and rolling the walls and I, I wanted to cry when I saw the about three-foot-wide puddle of black paint on my brand-new floor. I mean, these floors were laid yesterday. I couldn't – I said, no. And this is the dead center of the dining room is where I had this bucket. I jump into action. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm literally wiping it up with my tears. I can't believe it. I was like, I can't believe I just did this. Thank God it was so wet, and it came right up, and you won't be able to tell, but Jesus. But, oh, my God, and we got these – 
beautiful photos that came in. So it's literally like a journey of my life on the big wall in the dining room. There's three big photos. One is going to be of Catania, Sicily, where my family would be from in Italy. And then the middle one is a picture of a restaurant that I grew up with in New York. The one that made me love Italian food and the restaurant business. And um, it's, it makes me so happy to pay homage to my man, Tony Graziano and what he did for his whole life. And, and he inspired me to be what I am today. So, well, let's get right into it. What is this show about? It, like, just like the last one, we're going to do some restaurant reviews. I travel and eat everywhere. I've been to every high end place. I've been to every low end place. It doesn't matter. I like good food. Okay. I want to be satisfied and I'll, I tell it how it is. If it's not good, I'm going to say it. If it's great, I'll say it. If it's okay, I'll, okay. So I went to check out with my man, Big Ross, one of my best friends. Big Ross and I went to Tartini. It's an Italian restaurant here in Orlando. And now I'm very picky about Italian places, obviously. I own an Italian restaurant. But this place's social media was amazing. So I kept seeing them on social media, these amazing pictures. And the food looked phenomenal. And the ambience, I said, this, this place looks great. I want to go there on my night off. Very rarely am I going to go to another Italian place. I'm going Asian or Thai or Steakhouse. So this was a special night. Ross and I said, hey, you know what? Let's get dressed up. This place looks awesome. And let's talk about <laughs> the ambience first. Now, when I walked up, I realized right away I'm overdressed. I said, shit. I was, because of the photos I saw, I thought that this place was really, really tablecloth high-end type of atmosphere. It wasn't that at all. This is more of a pizzeria style. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. I was just a jerk off that had the freaking sport coat on looking like <laughs> overdressed in there. So the server comes up and he'd been there for a while. He said, um, he, he worked there for years. I believe he had a little bit of a language barrier and he wasn't cause he was from Italy. He was from somewhere else and he was having a hard time understanding us. I ordered the best bottle of wine they had. The wine selection was not that impressive, but it was, it was decent. I got a decent bottle of Brunello Montalcino. Um, but I asked for a bottle of flat water and he brought like tap water. And I said, ah, no, like a bottle of flat, like flat water, like an aquapana or something. And he said, oh, okay. And he comes back with sparkling. And I was like, okay, you know what? Just leave that. I'm fine with it. I don't care. I'm not that picky. I like both kinds of gas, no gas, whatever. So the menu, when I first got it, I was like, oh, shoot. You know, like this is a very basic Italian menu. You know, you got your classics, your chicken parm, your eggplant parm, your bolognese, your chicken alfredo, your carbonara, lasagna. This is the menu. So I'm like, okay, you know, I don't want to get any of that stuff because this is stuff I could get anywhere, you know? So I look at the apps, and if you've ever been out to dinner with me, you know how I do it. I'm getting a few apps. I'm getting a couple dinners. I'm, I'm, we're picking out because I really want to try a bunch of things. So I'm, as, so as I'm looking at the apps, you know, they got the antipasto platter. I, I don't want to do that. I'm the charcuterie master. If you guys are just joining me and never don't know who I am. I literally am the charcuterie master. I teach charcuterie classes that are sold out. I just freaking sold out two more uh, today. So I'm super excited about that. We have a whole nother line of charcuterie classes coming, but you know, they had the antipasto, so I'm not going to get that. And the calamari fried, I, I'm not going to get that fried mozzarella sticks, caprese. These are things I'm not going to order because you know, I, this is, we can get this anywhere, but two, you know, I got three apps and two of them really stood out. 
they, it was one was the fried burrata, the other was the chef's bruschetta, and the mussels marinara. So I ordered those three. We'll start with the fried burrata. The fried bur I, I'm a big burrata whore, okay? Everyone loves burrata right now. We make our own burrata. It's very tough to do. But this burrata was breaded and fried, which was really good. I got to say, the outside had a great crunch to it. It was more, it was like a panko style breading. The inside wasn't, you know, you fry burrata, it's not going to get boiling hot. It'll turn to liquid. It, you want it to still be a little cool, but but melted enough to, to liquefy without running all over the place. And they nailed it. Um, they really hit that one out of the park. They had this nice little spicy marinara. It came out a little bit. They sat on a bed of that with some microgreens. And on the top, they used these balsamic vinegar pearls, which I always call Italian um, caviar because they look like little caviars, you know. Um, I thought this app was great. I would get it again. Um, the next app was the mussels in the Fratiavolo. It's a spicy marinara. It executed great. Except they did the one thing that I hate when I go to an Italian restaurant. They put Parmesan all over it. Now, obviously, Parmesan goes on all Italian food, but I'm old school. You don't put Parmesan on seafood at all, okay? I mean, it, like, pisses me off. I know so many places do it. So I was like, ah, shit, that don't belong on there, you know? But I got to say, the, the mussels were cooked great. They weren't, they weren't tough or anything like that. The Fratiavolo had the right amount of spice. Just I would say no cheese next time. The other one was there was what the waiter recommended. It's the chef's bruschetta, and it is really good. Um, it's very done very well. It's got a crostini with a little olive oil. They spread some goat cheese on that. Top that with prosciutto di parma, arugula, and grilled peaches, and then the balsamic vinegar pearls again. I thought this app was really tasty. Kind of had it all. You know, you got your salt, fat, acid, heat. It's well-rounded bites. Um, I would say cut the prosciutto into smaller pieces because it's one of those things where when you bite it, the whole piece of prosciutto comes off, you know? But I, I thoroughly enjoyed that dish. And and my man Ross is a big guy. He was taking them down. I was like, oh, bub, you know, I'm used to eating with Maria where I get the majority. This guy's freaking wolfing them down. I had to speed up. Well, he got fettuccine alfredo with chicken. It was standard. It was he said it was really good. It looked good. Um, they're not using fresh pasta over there, but it looked really good. Um, the waiter recommended I get the lasagna, and I said, you know, that's a slippery slope, man. I, I you know, I this could be not good for you guys if I get the lasagna. Well, I gotta say the lasagna was very tasty. There was a very weird presentation, though. It's like. The, the tin, the aluminum foil like containers that you would make a to-go food in, it was in that, and it was just on the plate in that. So it's about it stands about three, four inches tall. It's almost like in a banana bread, you know, loaf pan that you would discard afterwards. So to me, I don't know why they would put it in that for a dine-in guest. To me, it's like putting a beautiful woman, picking her up for a date, and putting her in a beat-up mercury topaz and driving her somewhere. You got to have a better vehicle for this lasagna, but boy, was it tasty. Um, next time I'm going to try the pizza as well. Tables next to me had the pizza. Looked really good. I'm definitely going to try that next time. It's got the wood fire type. Um, they're known for the pasta and the wheel of cheese where they light it on fire. Every time they do it, they turn the lights out of the whole restaurant. So that's kind of annoying. Um, but it looked cool. It's not. They're not using Parmesan Reggiano to do it. 
so I'm not great sure. That's not that I'm going to order. That's more for show. But overall, I'm going to say, as an Italian restaurant owner, I recommend the place. It was good. It was a solid meal, good service. Um, it, it, you know, if I would have just dressed more casually, I probably would have enjoyed it even more. So I'd say go there. Check them out. Tartini in Orlando. So what else is going on in the world of Denny Tornator? Well, my daughter, Isabella, I went to her football game. She's in the band. She just started high school. She's in ninth grade. And I couldn't be more proud of this kid right now. I go to Edgewater High School to watch her perform, my little daughter Leah and I. And, you know, this is the first time I've ever seen Izzy get into anything. So they do like the eagle walk, they call it, where they walk from the school to the stadium. And I'll be tell you, this football team was well coached and they kicked butt. It was 33 nothing at halftime. Izzy's band is out there. I was expecting dun, 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 like some boring band stuff. These kids were like playing the sports center theme. Dun, 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 and I was like, oh, look at these guys go. And they're dancing as they're doing it. And there's kids jumping around. I'm like, dude, these kids are really good. So keep it up, Izzy and the Edgewater band. I got to feed them all uh, last week. I catered. Because my freaking daughter, because I'm a sucker for my own kids. My daughter said, Dad, it'd be great if you would feed the band and all the teachers and everything before the game. Turns into a 60-person catering on the house. But it was great to see the appreciation. And, you know, they're sick of Papa John's and Chick-fil-A. They wanted some real food. And I fed them great. So I plan on doing that a couple more times this season because that's what you do for your kids, you know. Well... There is the issue of, <laughs> this was a big thing here. My restaurant is across the street from Bishopmore High School. Now, I've been there for 13 years. They've been there for 50, 60, who knows? Now, I have been a friendly neighbor. They've been a friendly neighbor. I've donated countless times to whatever the students needed. But it got bad because the, after 2020, the children started coming across the street and just crowds taking over the restaurant between lunch and dinner and just wrecking the place and being disrespectful. The, the new age group of kids coming up, not all of them, but there's a bunch of little jerks, you know? So I've made the restaurant 18 and up to eliminate that and stop selling slices of pizza. Cause I want to get away from pizzeria and it went viral and it just became this big thing that I didn't want it to become. I didn't want any bad light on Bishop Moore. And that's kind of what was happening. So they stepped up and they solved the problem. So a month or two later, you know, I was I was enforcing not to pick your kids up in my parking lot because it was shutting us down. A month and the news came, they did stories about it. It was a big thing that it shouldn't have gotten that big. So about a month later, these kids, parents, they stopped parking in my parking lot because I had my employees out there every day knocking on their windows, telling them to leave, towing cars if we had to. So I was going to work one day. And this is about a month and a half ago. And I couldn't even park my car because there were so many parents picking up their kids from school. And I finally get parked and I get out and I'm pissed off. And I look over and one of my neighbors, this nice lady, because now they're not parking in my parking lot. They're parking all down the streets to the neighborhoods because they just won't go get in line. They were going to make their kids cross a busy Edgewater Drive no matter what. 
So I get out of my car, and my, one of my nice neighbors is out there arguing with one of the parents. And I go up, and I say, hey, calm down, ladies. What's the matter? And she said, this woman won't move her car so I could just get out of my driveway. And the woman was so rude. You know, you should have thought about this before you bought a house across the street from a school. This is how it is. I pay so much money for my kid to go to school there, blah, blah, blah. So I had enough. I, I went in. I grabbed a metal cooking spoon. I grabbed one of my servers and said, film me. And I did, like, this one-minute video where I acted like a newscaster, and I went to some of the parents, and I embarrassed them because I figured, you know, if I, if I embarrass you, maybe you'll get some results. Maybe you'll stop parking here. Well, I put it on the Tornator's Facebook page. It goes viral. And I didn't mean to embarrass anybody or piss anyone off, which I ended up doing both. So I'm apologizing for that. But I got results. The cops were there the next day ticketing people. Now the, the problem is pretty much solved now. I mean, we had hundreds of kids crossing the street a day that are unnecessary. If you got to walk home, walk home. But if you're just coming across the street to go find your mom in the freaking neighborhood because she can't wait in the line, well, that's a problem. Well, it worked. And I, I'm happy that's behind us now and we're moving forward. We are opening next week a whole new restaurant. Oh, my goodness. What else is going on? We did... So Rosie Rosenfelds is one of my best friends. Rosie and Janet are a great power couple in this town. I love these guys. I've literally known these guys since I started bartending years ago. We're going on 23, 24 years of friendship now. And he's always been like a big brother to me. And he gives me great advice. And times like now when I'm when I'm down and I'm missing and I'm and I'm just heartbroken a little, you know, I'm Someone like Rosie is the perfect guy for me to hang out with. We had dinner last night, Rosie and I, and he really motivated me and gave me some great advice. But the reason I'm bringing up Rosie is last weekend, Janet's, his wife Janet's mother, it was her 92nd birthday, and they hired me, my head chef Jason Wolf, and we brought his fiance Natalie to serve. And we went to their house to do a private dinner for 14 people. And they said, I want you to blow us away. I want my mom, you know, this is her 92nd birthday. We really want to blow her away here. We want this to be memorable. And memorable, we made it. We started out with some big jumbo shrimp that Jason, <laughs> everyone likes shrimp cocktail, things like that. But the way Jason seasons and boils the shrimp I, is second to none, to die for we made a beautiful bruschetta, and we kind of were having all that stuff out there at first when the party was starting all around the bar. We Janet is a perfectionist, and normally she would have cooked this meal, but it's time for her to enjoy stuff. So she let us do it, but she had the most beautiful table settings, and we came with a couple cakes that my pastry chef Chris Alren made, a beautiful blood orange cake and a limoncello cake. The blood orange cake stole the show. We had them sitting out by the table, happy birthday on them and stuff. They were beautiful, absolutely beautiful. I'm going to post pictures of all this on our Facebook thread, and you'll also see all of this stuff on the Denny Tornator Eats the World uh, website that's coming out. So we got them in to sit down. Jason makes this beautiful salad dressing out of balsamic vinegar and strawberries blended up. So it's a strawberry balsamic vinaigrette and he does it with like frisee and like um, spring mix and strawberries and cashews that are candied and shaved red onion and goat cheese. This is a great salad. They were loving it. I baked a couple loaves of crunchy Italian bread. We had that out there. So we're already, we already got these people like in heaven, but I knew what was coming. The next course was linguine with lobster scampi. 
Uh, it's like a linguine shrimp scampi, obviously. But I think about the difference with that lobster. Oh, my God. Another showstopper. Main course comes out. You've got a porcini-dusted filet mignon, which we are actually putting on our new menu that's coming out next week. It's a porcini-dusted filet mignon and a black garlic demi-glaze. My God. You can take that demi and put it on anything or anyone and enjoy it. It is amazing. We started with some whipped potatoes and some carrots. But that filet, they all said, this might be the best steak we've ever had. So we talked that night, Jason and I, and I said, you know what? Let's consider putting that on the menu. We have a beautiful ribeye on the new menu. We've got a bronzino. We've got other things. But let's put that filet on the menu because it's so good. And that porcini dust with that nice hard sear, I'm telling you, you order that. Come to my restaurant. Order the porcini dusted filet mignon with, you want the perfect dinner? Get the porcini dusted filet mignon with the black garlic demi, medium rare, a side of whipped potatoes, a side of our Utica greens. We'll get into what that is later. A side of our fried Brussels sprouts. And then sit back and thank me for the recommendation because you will. Oh, don't forget some vino. So we're going to wrap this episode up with the recipe of the week. We're going to do just like we did on Denny Marie at the World. We're going to do either a recipe of the week or a wine review or a food review or something like to that nature. Today, it's our first episode. What am I the master of? <laughs> I'm the master of meatballs. Hey, what do you think? So this is the meatball recipe that I would use at my house. Okay. Not at the restaurant. This is my house home meatball recipe. Now, it's going to bake about 40 meatballs here, okay? You're going to preheat your oven to 450 degrees. You're going to need 10 pounds of ground beef, 5 pounds of ground sausage, and 3 pounds of ground veal. Put those all together. 1 pint of milk, 10 eggs, 2.5 ounces of grated Parmesan, 1 ounce of spicy mustard, two ounces of salt, one ounce of black pepper, two ounces of fresh ground garlic, but ground it good so you don't get big chunks of garlic in your meatballs, one ounce of fresh parsley chopped super fine, and one ounce of basil chopped fine. Mix all that. Mix all that. Add some panko. You're going to need something to hold this together, okay? I'd say about a cup of panko, and you'll see. When you start making the balls, if, they, if, they're, if they're too soft and they look like they're going to fall apart, add a little more of the bread, okay? Bake these babies for about 25 minutes in that hot oven because you want that nice crisp outside on them and forget about it. Thank you, Denny Tornithora, for the meatballs is what you're going to say. So let's wrap this episode up. We are going to see you in episode two. I've got some great friends coming um, from another podcast who I did an amazing dinner with. And we're going to have new episodes out every Tuesday morning. Um, keep an eye out for episode two. Thanks a lot, guys. If you liked what you heard today, please like, comment, and subscribe for more. And go follow our Facebook page where you can see all the photos from our episodes.